Welcome to Hollywood Insider's Podcasts. Do subscribe and feel free to visit HollywoodInsider.com for more. Hollywood Insider is a media network focused on substance and meaningful entertainment while being against gossip and scandal so as to utilize media as a tool to unite and better our world by combining entertainment, education, and philanthropy. Thirty-two facts about John Mulaney. John Mulaney is one of the, if not the funniest comedian nowadays. He made a name for himself in stand-up, but is now more famous for co-producing one of the biggest animated sitcoms on Netflix called Big Mouth. It was a toss of a coin whether co-creating a show about the discovery of sexuality in middle school would Lane Mulaney an Emmy or a guest spot on To Catch a Predator. But the show has gained a huge following and has garnered a lot of attention for the comedian. But of course, he's a stand-up comedian first. Sure, comedians like Richard Pryor and George Carlin once joked about corruption and resisting the system, while Mulaney jokes about how he's intimidated by his French bulldog named Petunia. But who cares? Funny is funny. I'm 35, but I'm still like, hey, when am I going to get big and strong? (laughs) This is it. This is it. It's just going to be this. Number one, his great-grandfather was the mayor of a town best known for burning witches. I know that the Salem witch trials were centuries ago, but tell me one other interesting fact about Salem, Massachusetts. You can't. But John Mulaney's great-grandfather, George J. Bates, was mayor of the town in the early 20th century. So that's a point in Salem's favor that doesn't have to do with burning innocent women at the stake. Number two, he's a fan of I Love Lucy. At just five years old, Mulaney knew he wanted to make people laugh after being inspired by Lucy accidentally getting drunk on live TV and being a terrible chocolate factory employee. Number three, He has five siblings. During his childhood, Mulaney had two sisters and two brothers. Unfortunately, the younger of his brothers died at the age of four. Number four, his and Seth Meyers' family members knew each other way before Mulaney and Meyers were SNL co-stars. Completely by coincidence, Mulaney's grandma, Caroline Stanton, and Meyers' mom, Hilary Meyers, volunteered together at a hospital benefit called Poppin' Pills. Number five, his parents were Georgetown classmates with Bill Clinton. Mulaney jokes in Comeback Kid about how Clinton would wait outside the library and escort ladies who were studying at night home. Long story short, because Bill did this, Mulaney's mom was this close to taking Hillary's place. And one night, my mom was leaving the library, and Bill Clinton was like, hey, can I walk you home? And my mom was like, hell yes. Number six, he could have been the star of a classic comedy movie. Mulaney was offered an audition for the part of Kevin at Home Alone. Unfortunately, his parents had to be buzzkills in decline, so sadly, Mulaney did not get to star in the classic movie. We'll just have to imagine Mulaney in the movie that countless kids probably use as an instructional video on how to torture adults. Number seven, he originally auditioned to be in the cast of SNL. Unfortunately, he was competing against comedy heavyweights like Nick Kroll, Ellie Kemper, and Bobby Moynihan, so he was given a job in the writer's room instead. Number eight, Tina Fey did her Sarah Palin impression for the first time on Mulaney's first SNL show. You know the experience of starting a new job when you meet this shining star, the coworker who should be running the place. She's so good and suddenly you feel you're not good enough to even be in her presence? That's what it had to be like for Mulaney when he saw Faye do her Palin impression on his first day at SNL. And now I'd like to entertain everybody with some fancy pageant walking. <laughs> Number nine, he helped Bill Hader develop one of his most iconic characters. Do you need a family-friendly place to take the kids during a weekend in New York? Fortunately for you, Stefan knows just the place. Granted, it will probably be filled with naked men eating bologna off each other in at least one cult ritual, but Stefan is right that you're technically able to take your kids there. Just maybe don't bring grandma along as well. 
Melanie helped Hayter develop the idea for Stefan based on a creepy email he received with the headline, you have to come to this club. The email continued to talk about the club's many amenities, including a room full of broken glass. This place has everything. Asbestos, lupus, Dan Cortez. <laughs> Number 10. There are only four SNL writer alums who have returned to host the show. As you can probably assume, Mulaney was one of them. The other three are Louis C.K., Conan O'Brien, and Larry David. Number 11. Though he's had his hands in a lot of pots over the years, his real claim to fame is to stand up. Laney's stand-up specials include Kid Gorgeous, New in Town, and The Comeback Kid, and were all both loved by critics and audiences alike. These specials earned Mulaney a huge portion of the fan base he enjoys today. Number 12. He may have inspired the plot for Ocean's 8. Mulaney joked in New in Town and Ocean's 11 with women would never work because instead of focusing on the mission, the women would just spend the entire movie gossiping about each other. Coincidentally, Ocean's 8 came out six years later with pretty much that exact premise. Anyone else think Mulaney deserves a writer's credit? Or not even talk trash, just say weird passive-aggressive things while they break into the casino vault. Just being like, oh, I love how you just wear anything. Number 13, he produced a sitcom. Riding high on his new in town fame, Mulaney began working on a sitcom which was aptly named Mulaney. Unfortunately, the show bombed in the ratings and only lasted 13 episodes. Number 14, Mulaney had an epic intro. The intro for Mulaney was narrated by Ice-T, providing some street cred to the comedian who looks like he's perpetually late for church. Interestingly enough, Mulaney had made fun of Ice-T in his time on Law & Order SVU a couple years earlier in a stand-up special new in town. Sometimes they'll be in the middle of an investigation and Ice-T will be like, yo, you telling me this dude gets off on little girls with pigtails? Number 15, Jerry Seinfeld was a true friend of Mulaney after his show was canceled. Seinfeld comforted Mulaney by reminding him that only a few people are able to achieve the accomplishment of having their own show produced, and Mulaney should be proud that he's one of the few. Number 16. The name The Comeback Kid, one of Mulaney's specials, refers to Bill Clinton. People referred to Clinton as The Comeback Kid starting in 1992 when his campaign was dead in the water, until he won the New Hampshire primary in February. Things turned around for his campaign, and he became the U.S.'s 42nd president. Number 17. He's 15 years sober. Mulaney is a reformed alcoholic. He quit drinking in cocaine at age 23. So now the only drinking problem Mulaney has is having to pretend his solo cup of ginger ale is really champagne when he says, I already have a drink at parties. Number 18. His wife is a makeup artist for College Humor. It's fitting that one of the funniest comedians of his time married a woman who works for one of the funniest YouTube channels in existence. Mulaney and Anna Marie Tendler have been married since 2014. Number 19. Petunia has a very sophisticated Instagram page. Mulaney's French bulldog Petunia stays true to her breed's roots by having an Instagram headline that reads, La vie Petunia, en mon Dieu, keeping it classy Petunia. Number 20. David Letterman has faith in Mulaney. David Letterman had a host of comedy gods present him with his Mark Twain prize for American humor. On the roster was Steve Martin and Norm MacDonald. Next to everyone else on stage, Mulaney seemed the least qualified. That was until David Letterman called Mulaney, quote, the future of comedy. Number 21, Mulaney played Peter Porker, a version of Peter Parker from an alternate dimension in the 2018 Insta-classic Into the Spider-Verse. Do animals talk in this dimension? Cause I don't want to freak him out. Peter Porker is a pig who doubles as a reporter for the Daily Beagle. If it sounds like the character was made by a writer who threw a bunch of potential character traits into a bag, picked a couple out while blindfolded and then put spider in front of everything, don't blame me. That's probably how the original writers of Spider-Ham comic came up with the character. 
Number 22, Peter Porker was his first theatrical role. Laney performed an Oscar-worthy feat as Spider-Ham, and I sincerely believe that the only reason he didn't get nominated for an Oscar for that role is because there's not enough Spider-Pig crossbreed superhero representation in Hollywood. Number 23, whoops. When Mulaney first came in to read for Peter Porker, he thought he was supposed to be playing for a more mature audience, so he gleefully dropped F-bombs and four-letter words left and right. It must have been awkward when the director told him the movie would be rated PG. Number 24, he exists in an alternate universe. In Into the Spider-Verse, a billboard appears in the background featuring a comedian advertising his special called Hi Hello. This is obviously a reference to an off-broadly non-musical show produced by Mulaney and Nick Kroll, entitled Oh Hello. Does this mean Mulaney exists in the Spider-Verse? Number 25, what was Oh Hello? In this masterpiece, Mulaney and Nick Kroll both donned old man hair, makeup, and clothes, and got themselves into all sorts of predicaments because of their outdated ways and beliefs. Step aside, Wicked and West Side Story, because if this work of genius isn't worthy of a Tony, I don't know what is. Number 26, the coolest possible entrance. To begin the stand-up special Kid Gorgeous at Radio City, Mulaney entered the stage through a giant floor lift mechanism. Mulaney only used the floor lift because he wanted to see if Radio City would let him. Number 27, finally recognized. Well, theoretically, it's not much of a redemption arc when you win your first Emmy before you turn 40, especially since Christopher Plummer waited until age 88 to win his first Oscar. But it was still a nice honor when Mulaney won his first Emmy in 2018 for his stand-up special, Kid Gorgeous. Number 28, the Big Mouth voice cast serves as an inspiration for their own characters. How do you get a realistic portrayal of characters going through puberty? You ask the cast what the most awkward years of their lives were like for them. Missy wears overalls because her voice actress, Jimmy Slate, wore overalls in middle school. Let's just hope Mulaney was never caught, um, playing with himself after seeing his best friend's sister's bathing suit when he was in middle school. Number 29, so much voice talent. Compared to his co-stars on Big Mouth, Mulaney is kind of a slacker. While Mulaney only voices Andrew, Nick Kroll voices a total of 12 characters, including Nick, Lola, and Coach Steve. And Jordan Peele voices Missy's dad, the ghost of Duke Ellington, and in a couple of episodes, he brings out his impressive deceased British rock legend impersonating skills. Skills mentioned on the first page of every Acting 101 textbook, while voicing the ghost of Freddie Mercury. Keep up, Mulaney. Number 30, progressive parents should be showing their kids the sack lunch bunch. Okay, maybe not the part in which a math tutor explains in oddly graphic detail how he didn't lose his eye, or the song about how grandma has a new boyfriend. I'm talking about one part in particular, when Jonah, one of the kids in the sack lunch bunch, explains a book the read called Sasha's Dad Does Drag and the Act Needs Work. The special becomes surprisingly genderqueer positive. Jonah doesn't make fun of the fact that Sasha's dad is a drag queen, but instead explains how the book humanizes Sasha's dad as a character. Unfortunately, the book only exists in the universe of the sack lunch bunch, but it would be nice if we had books like that in the children's sections of real bookstores. Number 31, SNL Reunited. If you want to see the writing and performing of SNL alum from back in Mulaney's era nowadays, you should check out IFC's documentary Now. Each episode is a parody of a different classic documentary, and Mulaney and his fellow SNL alum all had a hand in creating the show. Mulaney wrote six episodes. Number 32, he achieved his dream. Kind of. It has always been Mulaney's dream to produce a Broadway show, and his dream was kind of accomplished when he wrote an episode of Documentary Now, which parodies a documentary made of the live cast recording of a musical company called Co-Opt. He was also sort of living the dream when he wrote some musical sketches for SNL. So, close enough. When all that I have done is live my life. And why would someone on a whim choose from all to order him? Who's this guy?
welcome to Hollywood Insider's podcasts. Do subscribe and feel free to visit HollywoodInsider.com for more. Hollywood Insider is a media network focused on substance and meaningful entertainment while being against gossip and scandal so as to utilize media as a tool to unite and better our world by combining entertainment, education, and philanthropy.